It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. President Biden marked the 58th anniversary of Bloody Sunday this weekend, becoming only the second sitting president to participate in the annual march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. In his remarks, Biden said that voting rights remain under assault. Quote, the right to vote and to have your vote counted is the threshold of democracy and liberty. He added, I've made it clear I will not let a filibuster obstruct the sacred right to vote. He urged Congress to pass laws to make Election Day a holiday, register new voters, and bolster Justice Department oversight of elections in jurisdictions with a history of discrimination. Biden wrapped up his speech with what many consider to be a potential 2024 campaign slogan, let's finish the job. Well, the definition of insanity is playing out in real time in Ohio. A cargo train operated by Norfolk Southern derailed on Saturday near Springfield, Ohio. This is the second Norfolk Southern train in recent weeks to derail in the state of Ohio. The cause of the derailment is still being investigated, but the company said that there were no reported injuries and the train wasn't carrying any hazardous material. Thank goodness for small favors, huh? This derailment comes just a month after another Norfolk Southern train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. That one spewing toxic chemicals across the state and forcing the area's 5,000 residents to evacuate. An environmental crisis remains in the area as workers continue to clean up the massive damage from that accident. So, in an unfortunately related story... Protests continue in Greece on Sunday as anger intensified over the deadliest train wreck in that country's history. 57 people were killed last week when passenger and freight trains collided. Authorities on Sunday jailed a Greek railway employee who served as station master where the trains collided. Now, this rail worker who cannot be publicly identified under Greek law was charged with negligent homicide. The Greek prime minister blamed the crash on human error, but he did acknowledge that cost-cutting had left the nation's rail network in bad shape and might have been a contributing factor. You think? Some rare good news out of the UN. On Saturday, they reached an historic treaty to protect marine life and biodiversity in the world's oceans. This is a milestone in a years-long effort to pass official legislation against the destruction of oceanic habitats. The U.N. Convention on the Law of the Sea was first penned in 1982 and updated last in 1994. But efforts to rehash the convention since then have been hindered by disagreements over funding and protections for fishermen. Well, Saturday's update applies to all regions outside of internationally held waters known as the high seas. The agreement applies to around half of the planet's surface and increases the current 1.2% of the high seas that were already under protection. It was a Republican split screen this weekend as the two factions of MAGA world seems to draw battle lines. There was the annual CPAC gathering, which consisted of a much smaller crowd than usual, made up of Trump supporters. In the other corner, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his acolytes mostly attended the Club for Growth gathering at the ultra-exclusive Palm Beach Hotel, The Breakers. Now, although the former guy and his biggest possible Republican challenger for the nomination mostly stayed away from criticizing each other at their dueling speeches, they did throw out lots of red meat for their sycophantic fans. Like Donald Trump 
promising revenge? Really? I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Now, Ron DeSantis, true to form, arrived at the Club for Growth Gathering, gave his speech and quickly left, heading out on a national tour to sell his new book and gin up support for a possible 2024 presidential bid. He recited his favorite fascist talking points in a speech at the Reagan Library, where else? In California. I believe parents in the state of Florida should be able to send their kids to elementary school without having an agenda jammed down their throats. And I know you have a company down the road in Burbank that had different ideas about that, but I can tell you this, Disney may have gotten everything they wanted in Florida for the last 60 years, but there's a new sheriff in town now, and we are not backing down to that. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Our state is where woke goes to die. Meanwhile, the Florida legislative session gets underway on Tuesday with an ambitious but devastating for democracy agenda. In the next two months, Republicans with supermajorities in both chambers in Tallahassee are expected to push through right-wing priorities that many on the right had only dreamed of passing. DeSantis, emboldened by his big November victory, is ready to sign that agenda into law and use it as a springboard for his White House bid. His first target, education. Some of the bills the legislature will likely pass include measures that would ban gender studies classes and diversity programs in state universities, expand a prohibition on teaching or even talking about sexual orientation and gender identity through the eighth grade, and banning the use of preferred pronouns in K-12 schools. But wait, there's more. Other bills that DeSantis could end up signing would end permitting requirements to carry a gun, make it easier to impose the death penalty, mandate companies use E-Verify to check the immigration status of employees, increase funding to send unauthorized migrants to other states, crack down on citizens and journalists' rights to report the truth and blog opinions. You get the idea. The chill list is long. Stay tuned. But Florida is by no means the only state where crazy is in charge. One example is Utah, where Governor Spencer Cox on Friday said he would sign legislation banning abortion clinics from operating in his state. Thankfully, some states are moving in the other direction, like Arizona, who did not elect the fascists. In fact, Arizona's new governor, Katie Hobbs, on Friday said that the state would not proceed with the execution of prisoner Aaron Gunches. Gunches had been convicted of a 2002 murder and sentenced to death. And despite the objections of both Gunches and the state's attorney general, the Arizona Supreme Court granted a warrant of execution for him based on previous appellate proceedings. But Hobbs said in a statement that she would not be moving forward with this scheduled April execution, saying that, quote, the warrant authorizes an execution, but doesn't require it. She said her decision was, quote, consistent with the law and separation of powers between the judicial and executive branches on this most serious exercise of the power of the state. You go, Governor Hobbs. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com 
and please click on that donate button.